Happy New Year. Thank you to everyone who's been listening and following and reviewing and sharing with your friends. And I just wanted to let you know that we are having a giveaway for a $100 gift card. If you have not followed or reviewed the podcast, please do. And then take a picture of your notification that you followed and then a picture of your review and send it to me at Donna Y. Ferris, F-E-R-R-I-S at gmail.com that's Donna Y like yellow Ferris F-E-R-R-I-S at gmail.com and I will put you in the giveaway we're doing this until the middle of January so please join in the fun and with that I'm going to start the podcast with Cosma Colleen Uh, I love her and you're going to just have such a great time listening so thanks Welcome to Bounce Back Stronger, the podcast that explores ways to find peace and purpose after difficulty. I'm your host, Donna Ferris, and today we have one of my favorite podcasters, Cosma Colleen, with us. A little bit about Colleen. Colleen is the host of the weekly Awakening Astrology podcast, where she not only deciphers the cosmic forecast, but provides relatable parenting advice and life wisdom, a combo that makes her podcast a must-listen for me each week. She also shares interviews with people about their spiritual awakenings, from the innocence of their inner child to the complexities of love, the shadows of trauma, and their hopes and dreams. The Weekly Awakening explores it all. What sets this podcast apart is its commitment to offering an unfiltered and authentic look into the lives and souls of its guests. Through these shared experiences, Colleen entertains, inspires, and uplifts all who listen. Colleen, thank you for joining us on Bounce Back Stronger. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Donna, for having me. I'm so excited for you, and I am honestly honored to be here. Well, it wouldn't happen without you. I met Colleen, I guess, last year when I was, it might have been two years now, but yeah, 20 was from 2022. Wow. All right. You sent it to me and reached out, and you said, Hey, I'm listening to your podcast, and this is awesome, and I have a lot to share, and I think I'd be a good guest with spiritual awakenings. And you sent the book, and Right away, it was like, and in, I didn't even know you had Virgo placements then. And, I, and I'm and i a Virgo rising, Virgo moon. And right then, I knew it was going to be an instant connection when I read your book. Oh, we had such fun on that podcast. And then we've kept in touch. And we started off our conversation before we started recording. I said, how do you do this all? Because you are really busy. You've got two kids that are in school and you know working full time. And you're doing it on your own. And then you're doing this. So well, tell me about that. <laughs> One of the things I had said to you at the beginning is that, A, it's a, which is starting a podcast, now I'm four years into it, is you learn how to kind of jump into it. You know, I can just sort of swing in. I know the way that things are going to function when I turn on the computer and turn on my stereo, do this, that, and I can jump into it. So there is a flow. I've been doing it. I have 219 episodes out. So I definitely learned a flow, but added to that, I have a lot of Mercury placements. I have a lot of Virgo and Gemini. I have a lot of Mercury, six Mercury placements, which that wow. is what Mercury does. It bounces around and it goes on to the next action, to the next action, to the next action, sometimes even feeling effortlessly. And all I know is I can just show up into the moment and then just take the next one and then take the next one you know, each hour. I was it's born amazing. with it. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think a lot of people will say to me, like, I don't know how you're doing it all. I I don't either. And uh, it's just so inspiring for me to see somebody who has been doing it for as many episodes as you have. So kudos to you. 
Thank you. And thank you for supporting me and listening and all the things that you do to support my podcast. I truly appreciate you. Well, I, when I say it is a must listen, I look for it every Tuesday or Wednesday uh-huh. and I can't, I'm like, it doesn't show up. I want to listen. And I think what's interesting, and you know, I think maybe talk a little bit about this, like you have a great way of bringing in your personal life and the wisdom and the things that are happening in your world and then applying kind of like telling stories about how the astrology forecast has played out in your life or in your friends' lives. I love that. Uh, Thank you. I'm happy to share that. And I think one of the best ways that my audience and, and myself honestly can learn astrology is by talking about what's happening around us, right? So for people, one of the best ways you can figure out, you know, what the signs mean and what the planets mean is really to get involved into your own birth chart and start looking at the world around you when you understand that. So I kind of like to bring into my show what's happening to give examples into how certain astrological shifts will feel like, you know, or when it shows up in my clients, because that evidence is how we also gain knowledge on it and understanding and acceptance as well. Yeah, I think it helps us understand those around us too. Yes. I almost want to go over into every business meeting and go, okay, I think everybody needs to tell me their sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look you up. When I started managing people, I would bring in a daily horoscope book. I, I'm sure you know it, like where, which is like, it's got two full, huge pages, more than eight and a half by 11 pages on everybody's birth date. And it is so helpful because it tells you so quickly who they are. And then you can put them together and you go, oh, that's why I have trouble with you. (laughs) Because, Uh you know, we're just opposites in so many ways. It's really helpful. And the more you bring that awareness, so you get some understanding, you learn what your opposite sign is, and you learn that type of stuff, then right there, you you can really start to see how it plays out. And you kind of know what signs you vibe with. And then eventually, you just know the energy, you don't even need to know their sign, you can predict it by how that zodiac energy shows up. Yeah, it's really helpful. It's it's so helpful. So maybe let's talk a little bit about how you came to astrology personally, and then how it shows up in your life and how it's helped you through different challenges that you faced. So I would say oh, I was always open minded to astrology, like from a young age, I was very well, very aware, well, uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to say, I was very aware <laughs> that <laughs> we're doing this right when Mercury's about to retrograde too. So, exactly. It's yeah, all gonna be. be some wonky stuff. Um, that I was a Gemini, just kind of knew I was a Gemini. I, you know, I knew that Geminis like to talk. We were all over the place from a very young age. I was curious about horoscopes or I didn't really understand the depth of astrology, though. I would say well until I was about 18, but always very, very curious. And around 18, 19, I started to open up to like other astrology signs. I remember for a long time, every important relationship and almost all of my relationships in high school, my early 20s were Pisces. And I always thought that was weird. My house of marriage and long term partnerships is ruled by Pisces. And I have a planet in there and it's in configuration with that. And so I started to open my mind and started paying attention to different signs. And then I can remember the first astro transit I paid attention to was Mercury retrograde. And I was like, this isn't, I was maybe like 22. I'm like, well, this is interesting. And I remember reading about it. I think I got a book on like Mercury transits and I started paying attention and go figure Mercury. I am a Mercury ruled person was the first transit I ever paid attention to and really interested in. And the teacher I had used, Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology Podcast, somehow he ended up on my Facebook. And I was really into the way that he described astrology because prior to that, I felt like a lot of times people kind of dumb it down 
down or make it very simple or whatever. And he just like taught it like a professor. He was just very, as well as spiritually open and spirit, you know, had such a wealth of spiritual knowledge. So I really loved all these deep detailed reports he would give on it and was teaching a class. And at that time, I also had a hair client who was an astrologer. And I was like, oh, this can really be something. And she would come in every three weeks and we'd talk about astrology and go over charts. And so I actually started taking his courses, like uh, sign up for year one. And, and from there, it just blossomed. And that was about seven years ago. Since 2018, I started really studying it. And, you know, the rest is history. It's interesting because I just had Christina Leeson on, who's a psychic, and we were talking about how the universe kind of brings in all these things in front of you, leading you into what you should be doing. I think that's really fascinating. And it sounds like that's what happened to you. You had all these kind of different people and things that were just popping up in front of you as you were trying to pursue this. Yes. And also there was just this undying urge for it and this understanding that, it, you know, if you're closest to me, some that love it, love it. Some get so annoyed by it, but I just don't know how to not see it. Like I see everything in these astrology transits and people. It's like this language that's in me that was like erupted. And once I opened it up, it just didn't stop. And it's such a vast, deep study that changes and shifts. And you can see it in every moment that it literally is like me. It just is me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful when somebody finds their thing. And yeah. it structures your whole world in a lot of ways. Tell me a little bit about the progression of your podcast. I'm not sure if it was always in the current form it is today and just about that journey. Yeah, correct. It was originally the Hair Healer podcast. And I had actually started it in 2019. I was going through a really hard time with my ex-husband getting divorced. All these crazy things kind of had emerged in my life. And so I don't know, I had this like creative breakthrough. You know, the way I handled my emotions was just this deep creative energy. And I love I used to want to be a talk show host since I was a little kid. And I was like, I'm gonna do this podcast. So one of the ways I would distract myself is I would write and write and write all these podcast ideas. And I had been thinking it for years when podcasts became a thing. But then I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm really going to just do it. I'm just going to I just started writing ideas, writing ideas, you know, talking to people doing things. And like you said, I always had this open nature with my hair clients. And I wanted to show the world like we all have the same, you know, struggles, pains, thoughts, highs, lows, spiritual awakenings, journeys, but like we all just I don't know, just don't understand. We're scared of other people. We're, we're judgmental. We have all these things that like kind of bust through and show everyone we're kind of the same underneath. We're a soul. There's a collective consciousness where we're all connected. And so for the, I can't believe it, like 21 of my clients in 2019 sat down, came on Friday nights at the salon when everyone left sat at the color table at the salon Capriati salon where I've been at for nine years and they talked for an hour like I remember I had my computer I had two little microphones and each person came in we talked for an hour and they just divulged their soul they were honest and open and, and not everything was really heartfelt some was just open and funny some was just like it was just all kinds of spectrums and then I premiered it in 2020 and then as we know 2020 <laughs> you know everything happened in March of 2020 but it's funny the last episode I recorded in the salon was like March, whatever that Friday before, I think it was like February 29th, whatever that is. And they're talking about shutdown or maybe it was like March 3rd, March 1st or something. They're talking about the shutdown. I had a client on, his name is Alan. His episode's great. And I was like, there's no way they're shutting this country down next week. Like there's, that's not happening. That can't happen. And he was like, yeah, there's no way it's happening. And then lo and behold, he ended up being the last episode I kind of recorded in that format. And wow. when I was hungry, 
home doing nothing, I ended up knowing a lot of people online, right? We just meet people or even just like reaching. I wasn't scared to reach out to people I didn't know. You know, everyone kind of wants to talk on a podcast. So I would reach out to people and I was recalled them like the quarantine files. And so <laughs> just like, yeah, I was everyone all over the world. I like I was recording like three a week and doing these wow. half hour episodes and, and they were we're talking about their spirituality, all everything. I've ever had like a polyamorous couple from Australia on there. And like it was all different thoughts and, and topics. And then during that time, as I had been progressing in my studies of astrology, I would drop five minutes at the beginning of the episode. It's kind of embarrassing to go back to listen because the, what I know now, obviously, I didn't know four years ago or three years ago. And so I got more comfortable. And then as things progressed, I was like, all right, the Hair Healer podcast didn't quite make sense to me. A lot of people got confused with the word hair. And so they kind of thought it was a hair podcast. And it was much more than that. And I was getting more comfortable with astrology. And I remember is like December of 2020, I just woke up. I was like in this meditation. I was also going through a hard time mentally that for that month. And I woke up and was like, I'm changing my podcast to the Weekly Awakening podcast. Like just like that, it was like, boom. And then that has transpired to these Weekly Awakenings now with the astrology and every week. And here we are. It's been a journey. Yeah. And I love that you sought something creative in a difficult time. I think that's a really good example of how beneficial that can be. And not just creativity, but it was connective creativity, which yeah. I think is also really healthy. But this is partially what I'm doing too, in a way, is I didn't realize how much I missed connecting with people until I started doing this. And now I'm like, oh, this is so great. I didn't realize that I craved it. So anyway, I think it's an interesting way to deal with a difficult time. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point you brought up is like, as everything was falling apart, I was purposely like bringing people together. It was a healthy distraction for me. It was like, mm -hmm. instead of going out and doing crazy stuff, drinking drugs, whatever, I was like, I'm going to just write out these podcast ideas. You touched on something there too, is that you no longer do those things as I. So it is looking for those healthy outlets. So I think that's interesting. I think also people will say to me, I can't believe you do so much. I don't drink anymore. <laughs> so, so I, don't drink I have a lot of time. <laughs> the, thing, the mental and I think now our mind, unfortunately, in some ways is getting more trained to always be on. So like when you're not drinking, you're filling up that space and with healthy things. And I think I at that point also didn't want to like go off and start talking to some other person and giving all my energy away. I needed it to go. Mm. Inward. Oh, that's really true, too. Yeah, because you could have just replaced what was happening with another person. And, and I think that's really healthy, too, is to not yes. do that. Um, that was always a cycle for me. Oh, yep. I get that. Did you see any astrological insights along the way in those challenges? You know, you were always were interested in astrology. Was there certain times where the insights you were getting from it were really instructive to what was happening in your life? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was going through everything, I had already at that point knew enough about myself and my own chart to know that my marriage at the time, oh, this podcast, everything was my Saturn return. And for those of you who don't know the Saturn return, if you live long enough to like your 90s, you'll have three Saturn returns. And that means Saturn will return to the place it was in your birth chart when you were born. And it takes anywhere between like 28 to 30 years to return. So we have the first one around 28 to 30 years old beginning in this in the Saturn return is about two and a half years. So it's essentially like, especially the beginning one is one of the biggest ones because it's like your breakthrough into adulthood. 
It's like those first 30 years, your karma, the things you, you know, you do, the hardships, the sacrifices, the immature things, the the way, because Saturn likes to bring you responsibilities and teach you how to grow up. You're kind of thrown into that lesson, depending on where in your birth chart it's showing up and then chews you up. And then when you pass the test, we'll say, for lack of a better word, the Saturn test, then you're catapulted almost into a new level, into adulthood. And then people experience it again, depending again in your chart, but not always as dramatic in your late 50s, early 60s, and then, you know, the late 80s to early 90s. But that first one is really big. So I knew pretty well into a year into this marriage, like I had this Saturn return in my fifth house and the fifth house is children you know, in Capricorn. So I had children, romance, creative pleasures, endeavors. My dad was married a bunch of times, had a bunch of step family. I had all this kind of crazy chaotic when I was younger in that area of romance. And I kind of married this guy and he had three kids and I had two kids. And it was like, we're us against the world. We got married after two months. It was like a total disaster. But yet in that moment, and it kind of broke my idea of of love, which is like a fifth house, and but for the better. And then I blew, blossomed like within my own power in this creative project. So during that, that really helped me because I knew as each shift was, I was really paying attention to astrology through that. So I knew as Saturn transits, things were happening when Saturn was in Capricorn. I knew how to handle that. And I also kind of moved forward through it, knowing that this was like the ultimate test that would bring me to an extreme, amazing, like new person within myself. I I love that. I think that astrology is so helpful that way because it allows us to see that it may not just be us, right? That this is kind of a cyclical thing, you know, because a lot of times you'll go through things and you're like going, why is this so crazy? Why is this so out of control? And then you're, and you'll say something or I'll listen to Adam's podcast and I'll go, oh, (laughs) Like in October, when there was all that stuff going on where like it was hell. And I had this big meeting right in the middle of that whole thing. I was like, oh, my God. And it helped me so much to know that it was just going to be an S show. (laughs) It was just really helpful to just kind of step back and go, this is going to be a mess. And I'm just going to pull myself away from it and not get in the middle of it. Right. And that's actually a question I get a lot from various people who are just like new to astrology or or clients. And they're like, well, how is this going to help me? By knowing. Mm. Well, if you listen to my podcast, you know, I'm so big on self-awareness and that in that, you know, evolution of thought out of our subconscious. And that's number one, being aware of something. We don't even realize how powerful that is alone just by knowing and understanding Mm -hmm. and acknowledging within that. And so you gain this like deeper insight, you know how to move better. Like I, okay, I know it's like this full moon, blah, blah, blah. And so maybe I just won't bring up this argument I want to bring up, you know, maybe I'll walk Mm -hmm. away because I know under this transit, it's not going to end very well. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's really, it's good for the people around us (laughs) to know, know. (laughs) for us to know. Yes. Can you share a memorable experience where astrology played a role in transforming somebody else's perspective on their life? So maybe looking at some of your kids or your client, you have great stories about your clients sometimes in the show. Yes, that qu- that was that's a really good question. So I feel like I have so many, especially within my my hair clients. Believe it or not, a lot of my hair clients were like my guinea pigs, right? They were all for it. So when I was studying astrology, they all got, you know, I got all their charts and I would just focus so much into that and they would come in and they would be open and we would talk and I would understand how transits were moving and changing and seeing the shifts within their life. Now, I have a client and I'll share this because it's, it's funny to me uh, and it makes 
me feel good when she says how I've helped her and awakened her. And she is a psychiatrist. She has a psychiatry office down in the city in Philadelphia. Very established woman, you know, mentally. I only say this. She went to Harvard and I only say this because, you know, a lot of people listening are like, there's no way brainiacs believe in astrology or anything like that. So that's only why I'm like, you know, I mean, you're throwing down the H card. But yeah, so I, I wanted to throw that out there. And so. She's a wonderful client, wonderful friend, wonderful human. And so she was very open to me doing astrology on her from day one, like more open than I actually thought she would be. Uh, she has Taurus placements. And believe it or not, sometimes Taurus placements can become like, a you know, they don't necessarily believe you. Right. And I have helped her. So I guess over like two, three years, and she tells me how much I have opened, you know, her eyes with bringing awareness, with things shifting, like telling her, helping her. And I guess psychiatrists have to do something where they have to be evaluated like for most of their career, but they got to pay for it as well. And she cracks up because the person doing her evaluation is like 80 years old. And she said the he like looked at her like crazy when she sat there and said, you know, if I would have just met Colleen 15 years ago, I would have saved a half a million dollars on this, you know, getting analyzed for the last 16 years. And she said that basically everything that I had told her that she didn't know everything was what literally years in her psychology, you know, being analyzed by this guy, he had said to her that I had said to her in that I mean, if that wasn't the most like blown away and she still credits a lot of her getting through some hard times through COVID through that awareness of astrology with talking about her chart. That's amazing. Well, and I think that's true. I think sometimes we can be told things a lot of different ways, but we don't listen until we're ready. And then the teacher appears, right? It's that whole thing. And I'm seeing that in some of the episodes that I've been doing is that, that we do find these teachers, we have to keep looking for them. And it sounds yeah. like she she found hers uh, in your chair. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was like such a thing. And, I, and she's very genuine within that. And I'm like, okay, well, this is amazing. I think there's so many different ways of looking at our mental health. And I am a big fan of therapy, but I have found that there are things that really augment it a lot, including astrology, including energy, including yoga. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to come at it. And I had a lot of my breakthroughs from things that were not just psychology and the, the, the combination of psychology and other things. Maybe we should turn to 2024. Do you have any thoughts about what listeners should be expecting and preparing for in the early days of 2024 and maybe further if you want to, but certainly in that first couple months. Well, one of the great things I was dropping on today's podcast to give everyone a little hope is that we're beginning the week, January 1st, 2024, with Mercury stationing direct. So we love when Mercury stations direct and stops retrograding in the sign of Sagittarius, right? And this new moon, there's a lot of refocusing our joy and happiness. So I feel like right away, we're kind of beginning January 1st, where we have Jupiter. This is a big transit, Jupiter and Taurus right now. So we're going to be like really getting solid with our happiness, our joy and feeling more solid with who we are. I know in January, we always begin, people do dry January, they don't eat stuff, they go to the gym, we have all these new things we're beginning. But I think kicking off Mercury retrograde, we're going to be really beginning like spiritual practices. I think this year is going to be a lot about aligning and really building a spiritual foundation. And I think we're really going to see that and feel that energy starting off in January, as opposed to last year in January, you might not remember, but we started a retrograde on like, December 29th. And so the beginning Ooh. of the year, you know, was a little wonky. This is going to be more of like, yes, I'm ready for this year. I'm ready to take over and be in large and in charge in 2024. 
Now, a couple of the big things, speaking of Jupiter, we have Jupiter will be in, it's been in Taurus since May 18th of 2023, and now it will be there until May 24th of 2024. And so that's a real, I'm really loving Jupiter and Taurus, but one of the biggest, you know, and a lot of astrologers would say transits, especially of this year, but the beginning of this year is Jupiter will conjunct Uranus in the sign of Taurus and they will meet up. You know, with Uranus, we look to the collective. Yes, interpersonal, but we also go to the collective and what is around us. And so I think within that, we're going to see like new fashion ideas, new food ideas, new breakthrough with community. And I think we're going to have like breakthroughs with the environment and people having more like really wanting to take care and charge of the environmental influxes. Now, this will be in April. With Uranus, though, they're shocking and changing waves. So it may not necessarily come easy. You know, there could be like some sort of tectonic plate shifting. And all of a sudden we realize like, this is what we can finally do. Like we're scared enough to make changes. But wow. I think it's going to be really like erratic. And I think there's going to be a little uptick with like really fighting for our rights right now. Like I know as women, right, all of our rights are up in clouds. We're fighting. You know, there's still this dynamic between the old ways and the new ways. And I think there's going to be like a more of like a breakthrough in a powerful, like strong feminine way in the world. That would be good. <laughs> so if people wanted to start learning more about astrology, you kind of alluded to it earlier, maybe getting their chart read or is there any books or podcasts? Well, we're going to put links for yours, obviously, but any other podcasts or resources they should get to or come get a reading from you? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of resources. So one of the things I like to say is just get an idea of your birth chart. You can go online to astro.com, astrology cafe. You need to know what time you're born at, all those things to type it in and write that out. Just start to get a feel. Okay. You're, you know, a Virgo sun and maybe you're a Libra rising and an Aquarius moon. You know, start with those big three. It gets, it's very complicated and you want to start simple. Okay. That's how, that's how deep and vast astrology is. You know, even though the modern times have led you other ways, start with something very simple. I even tell people you can start just tracking your moon. Something that I think is a fun, easy book for people to start with is this book called Moonology. And that kind of will get you a little bit into that. And when you focus on the moon, where is the moon today? The moon changes signs every two and a half days, changes phases, you know, every two and a half, three days. And so you get an idea when you see, okay, the moon's in Sagittarius. Well, with the moon, we look to the environment and you can get an idea of how things are shifting when you see around you, you kind of get a feel for what is playing out. And then from there, really study your own. Now, this is what I always suggest. A, there's a lot of bullshit online. So if you're going right to social media for all of your astrology updates, make sure it's someone like you trust and you know. I like to personally, and you know, I talk about this on my podcast because there's so many different types of astrology. So there's modern, there's, you know, I study Hellenistic and practice Hellenistic astrology. So ancient astrology, and there's different ways people perceive things. There's different ideas. There's something over there. It's like, keep it simple. Keep it to like one or two people. That's just online that you like the way they talk and you like the way they describe things and and they just feel right to you because the more you welcome into your studies when it, and this is just, 
this doesn't count books. But the more you welcome into your studies, sometimes the more confusing it can be. So the two that I follow was my teacher, Adam Ellenboss, on the Nightlight Astrology podcast, incredible podcast. And then one of his predecessors, and everyone was like ancient Hellenistic astrology, is Chris Brennan, and he is the Astrology Podcast. Now, again, what I love about these two is they're like professors, like out of the people that I know, they're, they're professional astrologers. Again, there's a lot of bullshit out there, and these are professional astrologers, and they bring on to their shows other professional astrologers, like people who live, breathe, and eat this, and also know all of the history of this and are just geniuses. So those are two podcasts, two people I highly recommend. Even Hellenistic Astrology, which is what I studied, practice, still take on. He has a book. It's the Hellenistic Astrology book. And it's he's super thick. It'll take you forever to read, but it will has everything from the beginning that you've ever been searching for. Liz Green is really good books. Dimitri George, you know, any Hellenistic author, astrologer, there are so many there. And you know what? I can give you and re- email you a little list of people if you want to put in the show notes of like books yeah. or authors. I think that would be good just so I make sure even though I read them, I kind of will be loose on the some of the titles. <laughs> no, that would be great. Yeah, no, because I think it is really instructive. You gave me some of those before and I do listen to some of the other podcasts too, but I'm faithful to yours. Is there... Aww. I, I love your podcast. Is there anything else that you want to share before we close? I want to... Is there any other things that you're doing or any other things that we should... Well, any other things you want to share? I want to thank you again for having me on your podcast and sharing. And I thank just you. want to tell everyone to just be open to astrology. You can really change your life, change your perspective, and really bring a lot of things out of your subconscious and really help you with your, your self-awareness journey and your healing journey and your spiritual journey. And even at the smallest, it can tell you when you want to leave your house and what you can expect <laughs> when you walk out that door. Just give it a chance. And definitely every week, the Weekly Awakening Podcast, from what I'm told from Donna and other people, I kind of describe things in a way if you're new to astrology, it helps you learn, it helps you understand, you can figure out what's going on. And that I drop that every week. And, you know, again, I use it just to really bring some self awareness within that. But I appreciate you and everyone even listening to this episode and anyone being open minded to astrology. Well, thank you. I'm going to leave it there. But I really, really appreciate you being on and just all the work that you do every week that I am still amazed about going back to what we talked about in the beginning. I don't know how you do it, but I admire it. Oh, thank you so much. That's all for today. If you want to learn more about Colleen's podcast, or if you are interested in speaking with her to get an astrology reading, those links will be in the show notes, along with links to some of the resources that she mentioned. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, please subscribe, drop a review, or share it with your friends and family. That's the way to get it in the hands of those who may benefit. And if my daughters Sienna and Sylvia are listening, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And I love you so much. Bye now.